Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. And I'm Brett White. And uh, today we are joined by uh, streamer extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Taylor Robbins. And host of Curious Jojo. Jojo. Hi, boys. Hi, everyone. So we're here to discuss Loki season two. Um, Taylor, you even mentioned like Marvel's been in like a little bit of a slump, but I think so this weekend they dropped the Loki finale and the Marvels. And I do think both were good. I don't know. I it's I think it's more been like for me, peaks and valleys of like, not everything quite makes it. But some people have been like, oh, it's all been shit. But it really all hasn't been like I fucking love Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah, Um, right. Also. Black Panther Wakanda Forever came out in this phase. That's and I true. feel like everyone, when they're running through all the crappy Marvel movies or the good Marvel movies, everyone this just forgets that it exists. <laughs> and they never listed it either one. And I'm like, wait, no, that came out almost a year ago. Like, that you, is part of this phase. I will not name, but I want you, all three of you to know that, like, someone who... Someone who normally has liked Marvel but doesn't like it anymore... Was like I I did that I was like well but there's also Wakanda Forever and they're like yeah that movie fucking sucked and I was like <gasps> and they were like Whoa. Angela Bassett's monologue was corny and I was like Ew. I don't know what to say to you now like <laughs> right that's rough <laughs> All right. I was like um I mean okay everyone has their there opinion. seems like it's kind of like a self fulfilling prophecy that like now it is very very cool to hate Marvel yeah, and yeah, yeah. so right. it is very cool like. Things that 10 years ago would have been like, oh, that was fine, are now like, fucking suck! (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it wasn't until Multiverse of Madness and Quantumania that I had Marvel movies that I, like... Brett, I I feel... I don't know how you two felt about Multiverse of Madness, but Brett and I... I, Brett, I feel like for you and I, that was like our biggest Marvel disappointment. So it was just like, we built Wanda up so good and now she's a villain. Right. See, I really enjoyed Multiverse of Madness, but it's because she was a villain. And I was like, that's what I want her to be. I want well, her now, to be. yeah. Now yeah, I, I love want her to, like all of her fantasies. <laughs> I want her to live her life. The gays are able to reclaim anything because it's like, yes, no, work, Wanda. Kill those children. I don't care. Like, that's how it so that's cool. kind of how I treat it now. <laughs> just watching her like just destroy the the Avengers of a different timeline, just like that. Was Fuck just like them. so satisfying, <laughs> just to remind you of how powerful she really was. I love, I love my angel Peggy Carter, though. I felt it was disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, so did That's she. She true. did say that in an interview, right? She like, yeah, she was like not that. happy yeah. about that. <laughs> um, but okay, so we're here to talk Loki season two. I am curious, what did we feel? Season one, what did everyone like? I'm curious what everyone's opinions are. Brett, I think we recorded for season one, but uh, Jojo, what did you think of the first season of Loki? Well, I feel like this this season wasn't as grand as the first season. I feel like the first season had so much, I don't know, maybe because it, it felt so new and different that to me, I, I, I think I was up in my chair paying attention a little bit more this season. Um, this season, I think it just, it took a minute for me to get into it. It was a lot of exposition. A lot of information was being thrown at me in the very beginning where I was like, I'm so lost. I remember I finished the very first episode and I was like, what? I don't, how did I, I don't even know if I can retain this information. <laughs> There's so much going on. Um, so honestly, like probably to like season or episode three-ish, 
is when I started feeling like, hmm, okay, I, I, I think I'm catching on to what's going on now. I feel like we're getting to the juice now. And that's where I feel like I, it, it started to slowly reel me in, but it took a minute to get through those first couple episodes. I don't know why. It just, a lot was being thrown at me and the TVA didn't feel like the TVA anymore. I feel like we were just really centered on just a couple of people versus it being this bigger thing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my quick answer. All right. I, uh, I just wanted to interject when you said the TVA didn't feel like the TVA anymore. I never thought about that. And it reminded me, well, I don't know if any of y'all grew up in the church and Southern Baptist and whatever, but like, I realized like, oh, this season, it felt like what the church feels like after 8 PM when everyone else is gone and you're just like in there in this okay. like creepy, weird space. Cause it felt like with the TVA this season, the adults were gone. Like well, right. the, lizard, yeah. the lizard robots were gone, so it did feel very different. So anyway, that, sorry. That was like, one of my key takeaways. Like in my notes, it's written like three times. Like, why is B fifteen running the show? Why does X five have so much say? Who are these new people that are running things? If the timekeepers were supposed to be in charge last mm-hmm. season, who who's this grand council in the war room that has final say? Like, what is what's happening here? Like, who are you? Are you the aftershift people? I don't know. <laughs> I did like that one of those aftershift people. Like in that visit, the premiere when B15 goes in to like tell them this is what is actually happening. One of them actually believed her. Yes. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's good. That never happens on, yeah. on TV shows. It's usually like, no, you're lying. And it isn't until like they're all dead or dying that they're like, oh, maybe you were right. <laughs> well, to be fair, she didn't come back and say like, oh, like maybe you were right until like Docs and her whole crew had been oh, arrested. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But Taylor, what do you think of season one versus season two? So I loved season one. It was like, it was the first Marvel show that they released, right? Because they released it before after WandaVision. WandaVision. It was WandaVision. After WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. And okay, after was... uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was the first one that I started watching. It was when I was like, all right, I'm finally going to submit to the tv shows um and i love the direction they took it and it just was very interesting and all the things they did and so i loved it way more than i loved season two season two starting with the time slipping the payoff at the end made sense but the way they introduced it in the 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 mind fuck of confusion that we had for episodes two and three was just like why what there's there's a lot happening here that was not part of season one where i feel like there were mechanics in season one that we could have just brought on over instead brett i'm curious you what you think yeah. season one verse two i i loved season one uh, i think that i think that what season two is missing which i also enjoyed um are those like set pieces like when i think about season one i think about lament the lamentous episode the when they're on the purple planet and oh, it's yeah, yeah. just sylvie and loki and they're mm-hmm. like trying to not die um or the the at the end of time with the alligator Loki and the kid Loki uh, mm. or, you know, just, yeah, like there was a lot more like the episodes really did feel distinct and adventurous and unlike anything we'd seen before. Whereas season two. So like I got the first four episodes all at once uh, as a critic journalist, which I only say because I watched the first four <laughs> back to back to back to back, which is, mm-hmm. I feel like how they should have been, watch yes. like this, this season could have benefited from an all at once dump because it is so exposition heavy yes. that it, week to week you're like wait what happened but i'm also like i did appreciate that i think ultimately none of the exposition even mattered and it, none of it made sense it was very like old star trek kind of 
like we've got to get the transponder into the through line and the <laughs> which i don't know i kind of appreciated like the campiness of that um but it was a very different tone to have what felt more like uh team loki rather than just loki because it was right. more of an ensemble mm-hmm. this season and and but i did like the uh the like directness of it of like they had a mission it was one right. mission pretty much throughout and they just like did it and so like it was cool when you would get those moments in that control room when it was like obi and mobius and hunter and casey and loki and sylvie and and he who not, he who remains or he who not shall be victor he timely so i have to say i like two better than one only because I did not like Sylvie. Like I found Sylvie so grating in season uh, one, and in season two tiss, I liked her. Tiss. I because season, she was hardly in it. Season one she was like a wacky Doctor Who character <laughs> that I couldn't stand, yeah. and like was like all like whimsical and like blah blah blah. And then in season two she was like depressed and not in it as much. Yeah, and I was like, so this so is so a version weird. I liked. Um, and I didn't like the romance. I never bought their chemistry. Um, oh, I didn't I like when they it. kissed. I thought it was, I was creepy as hell, and I loved it. And I was like happy to have less of her. Um, and even what we got of her, I liked her as this like super fucking bitter variant who's like, don't fucking bother me. I want to work at McDonald's and don't want anyone talking to me. Like, <laughs> I appreciated McDonald's that. Sponsorship was so heavy handed. <laughs> so it was loved ridiculous. It. it was all over your face. So <laughs> over the top. But also, like, makes sense. I don't know. Oh, it I, was funny. It was yeah. funny, but it was there. <laughs> <laughs> It was very like, we need to have a promotion partner for this so that people will come back after the debacle of Secret Invasion. You know, it's funny. I remember um, in one of my writing classes in undergrad, a professor like asking everyone what they felt about that. They were like, I remember her saying, it was one of my favorite writing professors, Lauren Grodstein. And I remember her saying something like, what does everyone feel? Do you want them to say, if someone's drinking soda, do you want it to be an actual name of like a brand or do you want it to be a made up name? And I was like staunchly in the, if it's made up, that's distracting for me. Just say it's like Coke or whatever. So I like that it was McDonald's, but I do get how that could be. Like, I know some people are like, about that shit where it's like, that feels a little too much, but I like that it felt like this is a job. <laughs> this is the idea, the idea of female Loki working at McDonald's, like just very funny, very yes, funny in yes. general. Um, and my other comment I have about this season, they remembered that they had powers this season. I felt like in season one, Loki did not have powers. It felt like he was just like running around. Um, well, that's because the TVA, they couldn't use their magic in there. Well, right, but he was always on different planets in season that's one. That's fair. And so I kept being like, why wasn't he using powers? And this, I mean, he still didn't. There's lots of times when he's like running and I'm like, but he has powers. What? Just do a fucking magic. Um, right. But in oh, this he season, did a magic at the yes. end. He did imagine. Um, But I will say both seasons of this show fall under the category of like Umbrella Academy and The Magicians for me, where it's like, I love this, but I don't always know what's going on, but I'm having a good time. So like, fine. Um, And the time travel stuff does get a little bit like, I like, if he who remains is always there, then how was Victor Timely the first one? Because that's not even that long ago. Like, I thought he who remains was like, you know, like a bajillion years old, but Victor Timely wasn't him yet, right? So he might not yes. even be him at all because he didn't get in. The, he didn't get an instruction manual at the end of the season. Well, or whatever. So before, well, we'll, we'll get there. Sure, we'll <laughs> we'll do that now. 
do we think they were solving their Jonathan Majors problem with that? They got to do I, something. <laughs> so, like, I just don't. So, this is my position. I don't get why they don't just recast him. And I know we've seen the entire Ant Man Coliseum of the different uh, He Who Reigns. Like, we've seen all the what's his name, Kong, Khan, whatever, Kang. <laughs> Kang. whatever. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but we've also seen Loki as an alligator. So, like, yeah, we've seen a million of this guy that looks the same. That's not to say there's not five billion more that look different. Well, yeah, there's three Spider-Men that are different ages, heights, like... Entirely different people, and now yeah. Miles Morales is getting introduced. It is just like, why can't we just yeah. push him out? Keep no, I agree. Keep, like, I don't, I don't know whether, like, we have to pivot to an entirely new storyline now. It doesn't make any sense to me. Although I'm fine. I'm also fine if they're like, okay, good. we told our Kang story because yeah. multiverses and timelines guys, we've been, this is, we've been beating this horse uh, for a long time. I'm if ready I have to, to hear on. the word time as much as I did in second season of Loki, I will <laughs> end it all. I can't do it. I, I started counting and I was like, I can't, it's in every other sentence of this yeah. show. I, so it's weird. I said this. Um, I was on Adam Strong's podcast to talk about Invincible, the first episode of season two. And I don't know if any of you have watched it, but they do introduce like the yeah, idea. Yeah. They they just like talk about the idea of a multiverse. And I was like, I'm tired of hearing about that, even though I know this is like comics have been doing that forever. Like X-Men Days of Future Past came yeah. out forever ago. And that was like, I played that storyline with my action figures when I was a kid because I loved the idea of like, Someone like dies, but they can travel in time to stop it. Like I thought that was so cool, and then like change yeah. the course of whatever. Um, so we've had that for a long time, but it feels like now everyone's leaning into it, and it's a little like, mm -hmm. all right, all right, like awesome. yeah. It's been like nine years since like X Men: Days of Future Past the movie, and yeah, just, it just yeah. hasn't been. And I think that it feels more. So like comic books, we get twelve issues a, a year. You know, so essentially out of those 12 issues, maybe two of them are multidimensional, you know, who's he, what's it's is. And if you're reading multiple comics and it's like 30, 40, 100, but like the movies are like, yeah, we get two of these a year. Yeah. And when you're making all of them, like No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, WandaVision, uh, like, yeah. uh, it just keeps going and it's like Loki and it's like, God, this is a lot. And that's all we're getting. Yeah. Like, I think if they did it, like, once every other or once every five, then it's, like, different. But if it's, like, all of them yeah. are doing it, it's a little... And then, you yeah, and then you have Into the Spider-Verse is doing it. The DC movies are doing it. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse is the only one doing it, like, excitingly. Well, <laughs> yeah. boy, Flash was bad. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, so I guess we'll talk about... It, I do think it starts a little slow, but this is both a critique and something I loved is... They got a little precious about the characters, but I did like that. But they did get, I agree with you. I think Jojo, you said it earlier. It's like, what TVA is this? Because like, they weren't all friends and there weren't all these people here. And like, I, it felt more like there is a presence that is running this that we didn't know about. Like we got the fake lizard people or whatever. Um, and then this, this season, it felt like it was just like, ooh, we're like a tight knit family. And then there's the like, bosses who kind of suck um but then they're all killed so it didn't matter uh that was a little jarring for me but i liked it but i also can understand where that would be like i don't like this this is a full u-turn from season one because mobius was like the one that kind of was coming around and then was it b15 like when she was shown that she had a life she came around but then it felt like everyone was just like yeah we're cool this season except for like the higher-ups who got put in jail 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, what did you guys like? Brad, I'm curious what you thought of the TVA this season. No, oh, well, I mean, I yeah, I did think that it felt a little bit like you know a, a YMCA lock in. <laughs> Bowl, come on, guys! I, I was raised in Tennessee. We had to do all this <laughs> stuff. Oh no, um, yeah, like it did feel a bit less. You know, like the TVA in season one felt like the bureaucracy was a big part of the show, and it felt very like fun and like ooh, this is like really like thought out. And, or uh, structure but maybe that's because season two like the structure is taken away the lizards you know the lizards have no clothes they're 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 dead you know yeah um and even like man everyone kind of lost their marbles in season two i mean when we find out that miss minutes who is over my shoulder <laughs> oh no <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um when we find out that she's like uh like a, a horny scheming like <laughs> seductress slash like femme fatale and it's like oh my god like nothing is say everything is the entire tv has <laughs> lost their minds they're all wilding out like i mean Rinslayer's traveling through time trying to like make sure victor timely gets his notebook like it felt it, like both miss minutes and Renslayer were trying to fuck victor timely and he had no yes. interest in either of them <laughs> so that's like something but like you mentioned not liking the romance in season one i didn't really care for it i saw it i got it so loki loves himself this gives him the opportunity to physically do it yeah. but Season two, I was like, all right, we're not, they're not pushing that anymore. And then they gave us, to me, the cringy Miss Minutes confession of love, which just feels to me like a very like straight man written version of a female AI. It feels like the storyline they always go down is like, oh, they're obsessed with the creator. Um, and then it's either like obsessed with the creator or wants to become the creator. And I feel like in season one, Miss Minutes' whole purpose was serving the creator. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we lost that with season two and Ren Slayer being Renslayer. I feel like her whole character was wasted. I got really upset. She was hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of hardly in it. I, I really do wonder if they had rewrites because of Jonathan majors, because it felt like they were leading to that. And then Miss minutes and Renslayer were like fully sidelined after like episode two or three. Um, and like, I, yeah, they would hate them, but it felt very weird. It was like, both of them are like, no, we got to stick with him. And then it was like, instant well, flip because yeah. he locked miss minutes in, in a temp pad for like five minutes and it was like oh her entire programming is now switched um and for Renslayer, it just like she's supposed to be this grand general of his entire army yeah she had her memory wiped but why after having her memory wiped is she now getting like her butt kicked all the time by mobius and by loki like she conquered the multiverse right but she's now like this idiot bumbling around not being able to do anything just because she lost her memories. I don't know. That felt weird to me. I, I don't know. I, I do, I do see all the critiques. I do like fully get what y'all are saying. I just, I don't know. I felt like Renslayer for me, I thought she had died at the end of season one. I forgot that she was alive. <laughs> I forgot that when people get stabbed with the stick, they go to the end of time. They don't yeah. die. Yeah. Right. And so until the very ending scene at the end of the finale, where you see her at the end of time, I was like, oh shit, she's not dead. Like she did, she never died. And because that's what, when she showed back up, not. like my brain was <laughs> reeling. I had to look up. I was like, wait, what was that fucking light looking at her? I had to look that because that was a thing. I apparently, God. I was hoping that she would look to the right and there'd be a Loki with the horns, a yeah. alligator. Like, that'd be great. But now that would. Yeah. Been- yeah. Um, Listen, you know, I got to give it to it was Eric Martin that wrote this season. 
you know, if you have a little AI that looks like Ms. Minutes, I feel like you're going to be tempted, like, oh, I want to write a seduction scene <laughs> where this little thing tries to, like, raise up her skirt a little. <laughs> like, it's so weird and stupid that, uh, and it was very unsettling, so I kind of, kind of in retrospect i i kind of applaud the decision this the very bizarre stupid decision to make ms ms the minutes, bizarre like, stupid decision it was a very, swing it was yeah, a for sure a comic book-esque but <laughs> i guess for me it's just thinking about she spent eons with he, he who remains and then because one of his variants disrespected her didn't love her back she she flipped on all of he who remains and all of his variants it was that That's time of the here. month for her <laughs> she <Stop>. just <laughs> you guys know who voiced her who was, who was oh, tara, strong. tara strong oh okay she did um like harley quinn right brett was she harley quinn or was she I mean, back girl recent one i don't know she might have been back girl that dc animated stuff ain't my <laughs> um but she's done a lot of like mm -hmm. animation stuff um i guess so okay wait one of you explained to me, was Victor Timely the first version of He Who, or was he was just a variant that hadn't become He Who Remains? That confused me, too. After you asked that question, I was thinking, I was like, I don't know. I, don't so know. I think he's just, I think he's the variant He Who Remains selected to fix problems or to bring things back around to where it would be him and Loki in that room. Because okay. like you said, it's all about reincarnation. It's all about me being here in this chair. And that was the variant that would lead everything back to him. And so I think that's why he chose that specific version of himself. Huh. Now, can Please. we can we ask why Jonathan Majors chose that delivery accent performance Ooh. style? Ooh. Every other word taking twenty seconds to get out. Yeah, that was well. It was I really so like you know headlines aside. I liked seeing He Who Remains in the last episode because it reminded me like oh uh, this is a captivating can. Right, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a very good performance that is a little bit unhinged a little bit off kilter but still very direct and menacing and charismatic whereas victor timely at all times felt like the cool person trying to act like a nerd in yes a way. like yes. i'm like yeah i don't know you're jonathan majors and you're not like you're not really selling me on it like it, i don't know i don't know yeah. i didn't like him <laughs> I read your uh, your piece for, for Decider, Brett, that said it was like his performance was nearly unwatchable, and I agreed. And like, I'm not just saying that because he's been shown to be a terrible person. It just was bad, right? Like, it was. It felt tonally choice. different. It felt tonally different from because like Loki's not a serious show; it's a right, kooky right. show. But he was. It was like he was playing kooky in a CW superhero show kind of way. And not kooky in a MCU superhero show kind of way, maybe. Yeah, no, I agree. Because Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston are kind of like the line for wacky in this, right? And he kind of like went that way instead of like going with their wacky. Um, yeah, I did not like anything with Victor Timely. I mean, to your point, Taylor, also I was like, why do these people want to fuck this guy? He's like annoying and he's like... <laughs> this nerd who is not trying to seduce either of them, but like is just kind of there. He's supposed to become the most powerful being in all the multiverse. It's go. all about power. I mean, that's what Renslayer's whole motive was power. And Miss Minutes was just horny for her creator because why not? Right. <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. did, that, did that feel like the end of Kang for you guys? And that's that's or what like I'm maybe, wondering. Maybe like the beginning of the end, like maybe we'll see him in a movie and then he'll they'll end it there or something or I, don't know. I think that like i think that it could 
Man, well, I mean, because even at so at the very end, they have in that coda, they have that one little exchange between Hunter and Mobius. So they're like, oh, and timely. Oh, yeah, there was a little on a 616 adjacent reality, but they they handled him. So, right. I don't know, like in a way, they could be like, yeah. They said that. It's like, okay, you saying and, that was the end. We don't have to worry about him anymore. And that was them referencing Quantum Mania, right? Yeah. That's what that's yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and they do defeat him in that movie. Yeah, and then there's all of and them. And it was but... Ant-Man that defeated him of all the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you could you could plug any Avenger into that movie and it would not change a bit because none of them had personalities. I so, mean, it was it was so a whole wild. lot of look at this thing we're doing it now. There's no so explanation. Wild. There was no setup. I, I will say Michelle Pfeiffer was fun to watch in that movie. But oh that's yeah, kind of, fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like my only. Uh, defense of that movie um because it's pretty bad but yeah no i feel like this could go either way because i was not sure what happened with loki at the end of this season i was like a little bit like this is awesome i watched the first time i watched it i was stoned and i was like this is so cool (laughs) the music (laughs) the like him grabbing the shit i didn't know what the fuck was going on (laughs) i didn't know what was happening either yeah um so there have you seen the theories that he's become the time stone yeah yeah i saw that and so that to me like that makes sense and that also helps kind of wipe kang out of the way because he's master of all the time streams now and so even with the tva like i really feel like they're they're sweeping him under the rug they're kicking him out completely and i feel like they did it in a very effective way because we saw his skeleton remains at the end of time right Mm -hmm. yeah when renslayer was there so we've seen like he who remains actually dead dead yeah and then now that they're like keeping an eye on his variants variants very specifically i feel like they'll introduce and go a very different route but pivoting this late i don't know after a whole phase of setup for it Mm -hmm. they've got to do something with the multiverse now that they've made it and shoved it down our throats so far i'm also of the mind of like I don't like we don't need a big overarching villain. We don't need the multi- like just tell good stories, like just get a director and a writer who love characters and just make a good movie. Like it's like that seemed to work for you guys during like phase one and two. Right. I, I, and I think that like, I don't know, Kang, Kang wasn't it. I don't know. I was always kind of like wary of like, well, just because the multiverse thing is so like, oh my God, you, we all thought this was confusing with a five year time jump and half of everyone getting blipped and etc now multiverse <laughs> jesus christ so, did you watch what if yeah and so i feel like they did a really good job with the multiverse and with the yeah. watcher i feel That's like fun. that was the perfect way of doing it but i do think to your point like the overarching villain like the first phase is all built up to different mini bosses of sorts so like loki being the villain of the first avengers and then ultron but it all led up to thanos and i feel like they're trying to recreate that setup and it's like that was i feel like that's a once in a lifetime thing and everybody wants to do it now and it's like stop looking at 30 movies down the line of where you want to be you've got to sell us 30 movies first it's like (laughs) focus on the movie and or show at hand because i mean not even to i don't think there are any this is any spoiler or nothing, but it's just like secret invasion into the Marvels. I'm like, I is anyone talking to anyone? Samuel L. Jackson is in both of these things. Like, so you have to make them match up, but there's just like Oh, there's a super funny like a screen grab from Eternals where like the giant alien monster things re- like you know it's a frozen stone reaching out of the water at this point. And everyone's like, This happened years ago, and nobody's talking about it. 
nobody <laughs> else on this earth is worried well, about she, the Star She Hulk made a joke about it. I think like on if you look at the newspaper on She Hulk, it's just like yeah. giant hand. And like... that's the only time it's been mentioned, which is wild. Oh, um, I love it. Granted, I will say in our Marvels recording, I the thing I liked about Loki season two is even my nerd brain was like, okay, but if all of this is happening, what's happening? Like, what is happening with the Avengers and like the heroes? Like, what does New York look like while this is all unraveling? Like, is what I kept thinking. And then I was like, it doesn't fucking matter because this is yeah. a self-contained story. Even though it's like a big self-contained story, it's still a self-contained story. And like, I mean, Brad, I'm sure you probably will agree with this, but like comic books do that all the time. We're like, yeah. they don't need to be calling in every hero for everything because sometimes there is... You know, I feel like in the 90s, sometimes in the 80s, they would do a lot of, ooh, the Fantastic Four is off planet right now, or the Avengers are in a different universe to try to like, yeah, say fun. Other, you can get is, some good yeah. jokes in there. Like, that's nice. Um, but it's like every hero doesn't always have to be there for every like big event. Um, and I like that they had a huge, huge event here, but it was fine. It was like self-contained to this story. I don't really, I'm not sure where we're going to end up with Loki after this, because I do feel like this either could be setting him up to be Kang, which I feel like we've already done villain Loki, or it could be like the full end of Loki. Maybe he'll make a cameo in like two things or so something. That's, there was an interview, I think, with with Tom where he talked about this was the end of my 14 year journey as yeah. Loki. There's and no so I think, I think we're done with him, which I think is great. And I, season two of Loki, I think it was a perfect ending. And what I love the most about Loki as a show is it was so self-contained. Yeah. And I honestly, as much as I love some of the characters, I hope none of them bleed over. Because I am so overwhelmed with this phase introducing 17 characters, every TV show, every movie. Mm -hmm. There's so many characters and like it worked in the earlier phases because everyone knows Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Right. Nobody knows Ant-Man's daughter, Hawkeye <laughs> too. Like it's, there's just so much going on. And Loki season two, just it was contained. And because they are the TVA, they're outside of time. And so they don't have to interact with the timeline anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that is the thing I really appreciated about this. That's why I was almost like, I kind of would love a TVA oh. show or something because it's like, I like that this, like they can breeze in and out of shit. We could do a fun thing where we see Mobius walk by, you know, the superheroes fighting and that's not why he's in that timeline or something, but like this can exist. It feels, it feels Marvel, but not Marvel, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean yeah. that in the best way, like this fits in that universe, but we don't have to see them talking to the Avengers. We don't have to see them talking about the Avengers. You know, they mentioned Quantumania in passing and it didn't even matter, right? It, that could have been mm -hmm. anything, sure. Um, Jojo, I'm sorry. I feel like I interrupted you. No, no, you're good. No, you're okay. Good. <laughs> so I have a question for the group. Do you think that we'll see Sylvie come up oh, in future see, this projects? Is, this is what I just, I, I just had this like lightning bolt of inspiration <clears> of like, I would love if, we get a Young Avengers, like, I don't know, limited, it'd probably be a limited series on Disney Plus or something. Uh, and I would love it if, like, Sylvie just worked at whatever their version of the Max or the Bronze <laughs> is. It was like, she's like, well, clearly what I love doing is uh, cashier uh, sometimes, working the grill other times, you know? And, and it'd be great if, like, there's just this woman at our hangout who keeps giving us very pertinent information about the multiverse and magic and we don't know who she is i would like that would be to me that would be fun and a good use of her vibe <laughs> also if it's mcdonald's and you keep getting that mcdonald's uh sponsorship 
I, because, you know, I wouldn't be mad at that. <laughs> because really, we don't know. We saw her with Mobius and we saw her when he asked where she's going. She's like, Meh. and it's like, OK, so I don't think she's going back to her McDonald's job in the 70s or 80s or wherever she was. They left it open. And there's so I, many I, McDonald's. That's true. <laughs> there's so in so many different times. She's looking for her own throne and she will become the Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to become the GM. <laughs> The Burger King, that's her throne. Uh, Jojo, what would you like to see from Sylvie? I, I honestly, like you said about being a self-contained story and with his characters, I kind of would like it if she was in that story and didn't move on into the movies because it's just going to mess with my head. Like, this is this is Loki, but like if she was going to be an, uh, a character that we're going to see in several movies, like, she's titled as Loki now. Like, this is the new Loki. This is how we're going to... Um, approach her and treat her that's gonna mess with my mind because i'm just so used to tom hilston that i don't want to look at her and be like this i have to treat her as yeah. the new loki and now she's gonna be i don't even know would she be would she be a superhero would she be a a, a side villain i don't know but right. i i like it if she just stayed within that self-contained story and lived her mcdonald life all right i wish that she would but i feel like the direction they've taken us with everything else just makes it feel like she will be brought in oh, we've gotten, oh probably for sure we've gotten the younger movies. hawkeye the she hulk we've gotten version two of every other avenger black widow we've Those got damn Iron actor Heart. contracts god damn but also the comics do? keep doing it that's I, true so okay i have another fucking hot take he should have just fucking killed sylvie like i was like why are we just killing her like Every time she was like, you have to kill me to stop me. And I was like, all right, fucking do the thing. Just yeah. like always wanting to fridge the women. I'm just like you. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I, I mean, this is why I liked her so much better in this season. Cause that was reminding me of why I didn't like her because it's like this, you all are like doing weird multiverse shit. Why is it so hard to believe Loki when he's telling you like, Hey, I saw the future and this is a terrible idea. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That doesn't seem like him. Right, like that doesn't seem that far fetched to believe. You're so in the TV I, I have. <laughs> yes, Taylor. Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead. well, I was I was just gonna say like I have thoughts on this, and I think it was to contrast the character growth that we get from Loki compared to who he used to be, which is what Sylvie would represent. Where no matter what you told the old Loki when he was invading New York, it didn't matter he was invading New York. Right. It didn't matter that he was going to destroy the entire Earth and have nothing to rule over. Whereas in Loki, even in season two, towards the end, where um ob is asking him like what's your why like what's your reasoning and it comes out that he he cares about people he cares about life he doesn't want to be evil anymore and even with the torture scene when he's torturing x5 like that comes you originally i was like why don't you just beat the crap out of this guy like that is very on brand for him and then when he ultimately almost squishes them to death it was actually even mobius's idea it wasn't even loki's idea to torture him and so we yeah. get to see this great growth in him as a character and i think that's why he ultimately couldn't kill sylvie even though it's just so much easier <laughs> i just it's like if you kill her we like we stop everything bad that's happening. Well, I don't know. And I also, I like that the, the, the finale was almost built around that question, or at least like the middle portion of it. Like he goes back to Mobius basically to say like plot, like even as a, as a screenwriter, I know plot wise, Loki should kill Sylvie, but I am now asking the characters, why shouldn't I do this? How do you deal with that burden? So I do like that the show kind of addressed that and, did, and, yeah. that, and that Loki's, you know, reluctance to do it became like a driving point right there in the middle. Very, 
I also Very did well like that he went to talk to her when he stopped time. I liked that a lot. When she was like, if you're asking for my permission, I'm not giving you my permission. To kill me. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I like that even though this version of her was way more chill and subdued, she still wasn't like, yeah, go kill me. She's like, you got to do what you got to do. I think we should all keep fighting. Maybe we die fighting. What fucking ever. Like, yeah. I did really like that because I felt if we were doing like Avengers or something, all of them would have been like, oh, like, you know, if it was... Tony Stark or Black Widow should be like, yes, you have to kill me. Go ahead. And it's like, no, I like that this person's like, yeah, that might stop all this bullshit, but still I'm not telling you to kill me because <laughs> no. Because even though they reference like that he's a god and that she's a god regularly, they never remember like the god of mischief. He's yeah. a chaotic being. That's what he does and that's what she does. And that's what she stayed true to to the very end. And I, I enjoyed that kind of, she was the baseline of Loki. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do like that. I, yeah, so I, I mean, I go back and forth because I also like, if we never saw her again, I'd be fine with that. But like half of me is like, yeah, I don't know. We would have just saved a lot of trouble if we just fucking killed her. <laughs> um, what about uh, Obi? Do we think uh, we could see Ouroboros pop up in other oh places? God, I mean, gosh, I hope so. That I loved him. I mean, it's, it's a self-contained story, but that's the one character where it would put a smile on my face to see him a little bit more. He was he was a highlight for me. Yeah. I I really liked him, Taylor. I feel like you have a uh, differing opinion. Uh, no. Like his character is very quirky and very much yeah. the fun character to throw in. My problem comes with just how he was thrown into this season, and he was the author of the handbook, but nobody mentioned him season one, and no one had seen him in four hundred years. But then literally, Mobius and Loki went to see him once, and he was the go-to guy. B B fifteen's name dropping him in the head console right. room. It's like you you don't even know who this is. Or I mean, who knows? Maybe their minds have been erased. Well, no, I guess he. Well, who knows? TVA man, I don't know. It, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That, that was my only thing. Is it just he became like the be all end all guy and no one knew he, he was five seconds ago this is that that kind of does speak to the issue that modern television has where like <laughs> we can't keep maybe this will stop now that the wga strike got what they needed uh of just showrunners do not stick around from season to season so like everyone that made season one had nothing to do with season two mm -hmm. so like who knows what uh, what Michael Waldron and oh god, what was the director's name? I can't remember. Uh, no. Kate, Kate, something. Um, she did sex education, but anyway, like who knows what they would have done with season two and like if they had an if there maybe was an Ouroboros style character in season one that they would have elevated to a recurring or you know, I, I still think that one and two work together kind of as a piece, but I do miss you know. Your old, uh, your old Buffy days where it was just like, here is an actual through line of a consistent staff of writers who, you know, can keep things kind of uh, together. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I do think you're right. Like, hopefully that because didn't Marvel even say like before the strike was over, but probably because of the strike that they were going to start doing showrunners. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That quote from whoever their head of TV was of just like, we're going to start making television. And it's like, y'all motherfuckers been making television for like five years. <laughs> Why are you just now realizing that you need showrunners and maybe a pilot instead of just greenlighting a bajillion dollar? Everything. Everything. All of the secret invasion stuff is I need to tell all about that. Of just I like that's I skip that show. Jesus, good, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because there are, I think, it sounds like there were maybe like two versions of the show before the version that we saw that were maybe good. Oh, okay. <laughs> They just kept 
like shooting whole episodes and read just like well, i mean they just did it again with daredevil but like i'm glad that they're uh riding that ship and the directors of loki season two are doing some of the new daredevil so that's <laughs> they that's are exciting. they're not they yeah, are? The, the, yeah they just announced like okay we're bringing them over <laughs> it's like thank god <laughs> yeah i secret invasion was like impressively dull like Okay. It was joyless. It was boring. It like I've how you have to watch I've seen everybody be like, "What if... the fuck?" About whatever <laughs> happens at the end, I still to this day don't know what everyone's like. WTF? I don't about. even know. I um, mean, but I just skipped. I've just seen what's her name, Emily. I've seen her with the arm, and I was like, "Okay, so she's oh yeah, so the, 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 the weird baby the arm." Twist, I guess I don't even know the full on twist, but. I can get an idea, but I guess everybody hated the story. I don't know. I mean, it was a spy show about shape-shifting aliens where Ooh. no one was really being deceptive at any point, and the shape-shifting didn't really shape-shift that much. Yeah, okay. It's like, what is this? You're not doing spy stuff or alien shape-shifter stuff. That's what this is. God. It, it, like, it's a shame because there was like a hint of potential. Like, Samuel Jackson's a good actor, clearly. Right. Olivia Coleman's a good actor. Her scenes were the only good thing about the show. Yes, yes. And her scenes were like kind of fun, but other than that, it just like I couldn't tell you much about it. Um Taylor, did you watch Secret Invasion? I haven't, and it's because I don't want to watch a bad show, and everything I've seen about it is just big budget, bad, bad show. And I've been super critical of almost all of the shows they've released. I love WandaVision. Um, and I loved Miss Marvel. It is one of my favorite things to come out of the MCU. I love, I love yeah. her as a character. I love her as an actress. I love the story and the culture they put into that movie and the color. Cause I feel like so many of their movies now are so dull. They're either like a mind trip of like, I'm not on acid, but I feel like it. Or right. it's like, this is gray. Yeah. And there is no in between for these things. Um, but I don't know. So I haven't watched Secret Invasion, but I, I feel like I need to because I'm the kind of person I want to get every reference. I want to show you all the points, even if I still haven't watched She-Hulk, and I know I need to. But She-Hulk's fun. It's I just have fun. fun with that too. I, I, I have fun with that too. Yeah. Um, and Brett, I know you love She-Hulk. No, it's it in Wandavision in my top two. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But no, I think if you love Ms. Marvel, I think then you will definitely like the Marvels because it like I do think the Marvels kind of like all hinges on if you find her charming and like mm-hmm. i do think i think she's so charming and cute and precious she's and like, a kid she's the first character we've gotten in mcu that is actually written as a teenager yes, yes. because tom holland is a grown man playing a teenager like he takes <laughs> I, his shirt off and it's like well that's clearly a my like that's <laughs> the and, radiation <laughs> um but i i do have a question kind of comparing season one to season two of loki how do we feel about it starting with the time slipping and then never explaining how he got this magic power and then was able to stop time exit the time stream he became god of time essentially by the end of the movie and we never i i never really understood how or why we got there well i mean he remains said that he did it but I don't know, like, you know, how. Yeah. <laughs> As I mean, I, the Kang thing works in mysterious ways. <laughs> I, you know, you even saying that, Taylor, I'm like, huh, how did that happen? <laughs> like, I, I mean, because at first it was an accident and my thought was like, okay, like, 
Sylvie kicked him through a time door while she was killing him and breaking the time stream. So maybe that yeah. threw him out of like sequence. Mm -hmm. And then they pulled him through the whole thing and sucked him out of all the time streams and that fixed it, but it didn't because it happened again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just it like, I was just like, I don't We didn't get why it happened in the first place. And then we didn't get why it happened again. And then it was like, oh, it was all Kang's design. <laughs> it's like, is that really justification? I, I guess that's what they can say. <laughs> I, I feel like honest. that might be something we lost in the rewrites. I feel like that might be something where they were trying to change the story a little bit and be mm. like, okay, like we had a reasoning and everything, but to get rid of Kang, we're like, it was me. And that Loki's like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, because I'm just going to be a dick to you because you were dumb. Mm. Like, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Um, though I do like the idea of like Loki evolving beyond God of Mischief to now God of all time. Yeah, because he could he could teleport, sort of, kind of. Well, he had the space stone, so maybe that's what that was. I don't know. Uh, I I was yeah. mostly like I spent most of the season finale just or series finale, maybe who knows, trying to like figure out the loom and the like all the ramifications of like. If they made the loom bigger, what happens? If they destroy the loom, what happens? What is the loom's real purpose? Just because they kept like revealing new things about it that I had like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. So like too much, but, too much information. I'm like, oh. So <laughs> a thing that I and I feel like I've said this a lot, a thing that like in sci-fi and fantasy, a thing that I always want is like Star Trek level where it's like the dilithium crystals don't work. Sure. That's all we need to know. We got to go get the thing. Or like, that's why this is like, I don't care about. And I did feel like they kept adding new information about the loom. And I was like, I barely know what this thing is. Like, I, I know what it looks like. I'm looking at it on screen, but like, and it's like, fine, just, was, just say it does shit. I don't know. Like when they were explaining throughout the show, like showing the branches are ripping and things are tearing and then the loom and, and then OB would be like, we have to do that. And I was really trying to follow along and say, all right, he's saying that step one is this step two is this, but I've got, I got lost in all that. Cause there was just so much little, little things that they were mentioning. It's like, am I supposed to retain this? Cause is this going to be important? Cause is there going to be a test? Yeah. Much. <laughs> so yeah that stuff is what i mean like especially in the very first two episodes ish um with all the information that was being thrown at me i was like i feel like i'm just supposed to be writing this down because i don't i'm not gonna remember this but yeah it was a lot yeah i i, I uh i did i did end up loving at the end when loki had ascended to being time and was mm -hmm. grabbing the the branches and then it all like the fact that it all hit of like Oh, they they've been saying branch since season one. Like that has been part of the vernacular. And yeah. Yidrasil, the Norse like tree, and that's like what he becomes, which is mm -hmm. the loom the end, on yeah. its side. Like that, I was like, oh, that buys me uh buys them a lot of leeway. Cause I was like, okay, I would that have is cool. Never drawn that branch connection. You saw in real time me putting two and two <laughs> together. Because I saw the tree at the end and I was like, oh my god, it became the tree. But like as oh, far as branching, branch. even what we've been and even talking, like, yeah, I didn't it's think like, tree branch. There's like time stream, like branch, like there's such like a you know, uh almost Nordic nature mm -hmm. kind of thing. Uh but yeah, it was it was really it was a lot. But also it kind of at times I did think that it was pretty campy just how ridiculously complicated everything was. Yeah.
<laughs> and just for in the end for Kang to be like, oh no, it's a fail safe. Like it's it's here to promote my further like desire of only yeah. having this one timeline, by the way. Full disclosure, I still barely on when he was like, it's a fail safe. I'm like, how the fuck is that? I don't understand. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> so it was there basically it killed off any if there were too many branches it would kill them off to fit through the loom and that's yeah. what it was doing and the whole problem was all the branches were dying because they couldn't fit through and mm -hmm. so and Loki was... and all the team all thought oh we just got to make it bigger they thought that it was possible to make the loom bigger to fit in more timelines but then after hundreds of years of trying they realized oh wait no it was designed to never be able to do that and and I, I don't me, feel like I had to read some a, ending explains to figure this out. I feel like I don't feel like they did a good enough job explaining why like it was multiplying infinitely just because like one decision splits into two branches and then a decision on those splits into two branches whereas they, they tried to do the mathematical explanation I'm like most people are not gonna get this <laughs> like it's just when you say it's a lot zero, like okay <laughs> I get it yeah so um, the whole loom thing, it was, it definitely just, it was a trope and it was fun, and but it just kept going. <laughs> I will say, I wanted to say uh, in regards to the loom, we get that spacesuit and the production design of season two. I actually, I love the production design of season one because it was very 70s brutalist. And I think that season two maybe even topped it in, in terms of just like the gorgeousness of a lot of these sets, specifically that big dumb spacesuit would look like a fucking Mobius drawing, which is ironic because Mobius was wearing it. But I, I just loved it. I, I will say like, we've had some like big misses of the last few years of like their CGI, but I thought this all looked like really tight. I was surprised. Um, even when Loki's walking through everything, it looked fucking cool. Like, all the like lights and all the like different colors. Yeah. I really, mm -hmm. and I liked how the TVA, and I think it was in season one too, but it's like a little bit hazy sometimes. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. It looks like a smoky 70s office. Well, the camera, the camera, the new directors, like there was a new visual language for this season that I would notice. Like it, it felt like they had positioned the camera very far away, but it zoomed in. And that mm -hmm. is how they were getting uh -huh. their like tight shots, mm -hmm. which made it feel a little bit like voyeuristic, a little bit uneasy there. And I think that really like worked with the way the TVA was operating this time. Like, I, I just think that it was a very visually it still maintained a visually striking tone, just like mm. in season one. Yeah, I definitely think like the artistic direction of this season top season one. I I love like the shots. Like there are many times when they they would someone be monologuing or two characters would be talking and they'd just be these beautiful shots. And I was like, this is this is amazing work right here. Like this is good direction. Yeah. <laughs> like if any if anything else, if I had not liked the show, which I still liked it, but just watching it was still visually pleasing. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I guess. <laughs> What did we think of the little team that came together? I thought it was it so like everybody had like a their own different role and and why they're here. It's like we have our leader, we have our leader's love interest, we have <laughs> the muscle, we have the the bookworm, and I don't even know what you would consider Casey the yeah, second the bookworm, second. <laughs> the second bookworm. You know, everyone had like a different role, but it was kind of random, like. Why was Casey so involved throughout the whole thing? It's like I feel like he was like a a TVA worker who ended up they just like recruited to be there. I don't know. Cool kids like, table. To me, it, it felt very like 
roles. Like, this is your role, this is your role, this is your role. No reason why we picked you, but this is who's going to be, and this is our cast. And this is the TVA, actually, because everyone else is gone. That's, <laughs> how I, that's how I looked at it when I saw it. I was like, all right. Oh, wow. Gosh, what was it? 15? I was like, all right, we got the muscles here. And there's Loki. He's our leader. And that's how I was take, taking it when I, when I saw them come together. That's fair. Um, I Yeah, because I liked it, but also I could see why someone would be like, why the fuck is this now a family? Last season, they mm-hmm. were not like this mm-hmm. at all. But I, st- I don't know. I liked it. Um, I liked when he is going through the different after everything, what is it? The second to last episode, I think, when he's seeing them all in like the different yeah. timelines, and like we mm-hmm. see Casey, is it Alcatraz he's escaping from? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that because it's like, what the fuck are we doing? But I thought that was, I don't know, it was just like fun. It was like, I like a thing where it's like collecting our heroes, and it, it was kind of the opposite, right? Because he was going to them, but they were like, I don't know who you are, get away from me. Um, and I like that. I don't know. I like mm-hmm. seeing where they were and we um, got to see owen wilson mobius on a jet ski finally paying that off from season one yeah. <laughs> i do have to ask the question though do we feel like why did loki feel justified taking them from their places in time just like kang did because that's how he got them in the tva to be workers in the first place and that's what loki was doing to further his agenda of saving the loom was I guess kidnapping he was them. He wasn't kidnapping them. It was on their own free will, but he was still taking them. But he points out very clearly, like, I can bring you back here. Yeah, at any point he was, he was at least I telling him promising them to come back. Yeah. So he was transparent about it, but he was doing the exact same thing that King did. He was doing the like, you know, many versus the few. He was kind of running through a test run of the argument he would be giving himself in the next episode in a way, but didn't even know he was doing that. Uh, so because... I, I read a review that was like, was this supposed to be that maybe Loki created the TVA? Like, was that what it was? That's what I thought we were getting to was like, oh, he's actually going to be the one who made everything happen. But he's going to end up disappearing at the end of the season and all the credit's going to go to Kang or something like that. But then he abandons that idea and yes. goes for full self-sacrifice. So it's Which just good like, for him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen wait i'm like we've seen loki die so he died at the end of the first thor uh where he just like fell off the bifrost that he died yeah. at the end of uh did he die infinity at the end of war? avenger he was a, it, it died of infinity war uh he fake died in dark, dark world, world. And he was stamped. so i'm like he's been murdered <clears throat> over and over again this is the first time that we've seen him sacrifice a hero yeah. <laughs> or I guess he was a hero at the in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah he was. I will uh, say, I do look forward to like, I heard they said like they're, they want to reunite them. And I feel like that would be the end of both those characters is when they reunite Thor and Loki. But this always bothered me with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like, I like when a character gets development, but I hate when the characters who knew that character don't get to see it. So, like, I'm always like, man, I wanted to see Thor and, like, Iron Man and Captain America be like, oh, Coulson, you're alive. Look at all the shit you've done. Holy crap. Um, so you're I like a clone that. robot or something? something? I don't know. Um, I like that. So I want Thor to be able to see where Loki ended right. up or, like, where all the good he's done. Like, I want that. But also, like, I'm okay if that was the end of Loki. I don't know. I, I go back and forth with that because I do... Like, I think it would be nice for Thor to see where his brother, like, how far he's come, right? That would be a fun scene between Sylvie and Thor. That's true. Because Sylvie doesn't have a Thor. Like, we don't really know much about... Well, because she was taken from her timeline almost instantly. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, she was yeah. a girl. <laughs> right. I forget. 
where did, was she, where was she? Like, I know she was hanging from her timeline. Quickly, she was hanging but... out in like the throne room of Asgard and they like came and got her and she was very young. No, but I mean, where did she like grow up? Like, where did she get in apocalypses? In apocalypses. Yeah, she she would time jump and anytime they found her, she would jump again. Right. Kill people and jump again. And (laughs) as you do for hundreds of years, you know, just a Loki, (laughs) Loki things. Um, I guess. So I also want to talk about Obi. I didn't really talk about him, but I really liked him. I. I thought he was, I do agree with you, Taylor, though. It is weird that it's like, suddenly this guy came out of nowhere. We specifically say it's been hundreds of years since he's seen anyone. And then suddenly he's seeing everybody. Um, but I did like the Victor Timely full circle-ness with him where it's like, oh, they both wrote this book like together and how excited he was. I'm just like really charmed by, um, I can't remember that he, actor's name. He, he Kwan. Yeah. Kwan. I have to close my eyes. Real quick. I'm very charmed by him. <laughs> I think he's like, very yeah. cute, very sweet. Um, yeah. I liked him in the MCU. I liked him interacting with these characters. I also liked yeah. when Mobius goes down there. He's like, yeah, remember we met in that elevator? Mobius is like, I don't really remember you. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I, was af- I was afraid they were going to just sideline him a little too much. Like he yeah. was really making like a cameo kind of appearance, maybe one or two episodes. I didn't realize he was going to be so involved like throughout the whole thing. But I'm yeah. so happy that he was. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was a nice addition. I was thinking like they're maybe they're doing this for like star power because you know right. his name is everywhere right now. So they're like we'll throw him in for an episode or two just to get some information out of him, and that's it. But well, it's kind of how a, a, Olivia <laughs> Coleman fell on Secret Invasion. Yeah, where it's like this should be her show, um, <laughs> like okay. but she's only in she's only in like half, maybe right, maybe like a scene in half of the episodes. Yeah. Okay. I think um, what I really enjoyed and what I found most charming about Obi was that he was just a guy, no powers, no nothing. Yeah, he was super smart, but he also had like centuries of right. studying and learning and a yeah. handbook to learn from. And mm-hmm. so he was just like a dude that figured all this stuff out. Um, and I, I enjoy that they, they introduced this idea of the infinite loop of providing information for the timeline between him and Victor Timely writing the TVA handbook because it's which came first, the chicken or the egg. There's no answer because somehow this loop got created. I don't know if that's something they'll explore, but um, I don't know. Every time he, he, he always had the fun little stories and the fun little weird quirks of just like a quirky little nerdy dude. Like when he first invents the, uh, the temp pad, his like prototype version, he's like, yeah, like, you know, it took me 19 months and my wife left me and yada, 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 yeah, but I did it. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay dude, <laughs> like, you good? Like, I love when it, I love when he was like, yeah, that was fast. And he's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I did. I, yeah, I really, I like that. And I like that. Then we go back to that at the end, right? Because Loki's like, how much time will it take me to learn everything? And he's like, well, and what is it? Is it like a full decade Loki spends learning about centuries, centuries, centuries right? Centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. And, and that's what I loved about Tom Hiddleston's performance is after that, he is saving he's like trying to save the fucking universe existence and he's so like guys go over there just he seems just like exhausted he's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow wow keep going i love that he spent centuries learning but he only had the amount of time that he was actually introduced to ob forward because he could only go to places he'd been in his life 
So he was reliving the same week (laughs) for centuries. Jesus. I love that. Yeah. I loved the like tone of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like this. Yeah. The figure looks like you, but we're going to use Victor. Yeah. I know. Like he's already like, just fucking keep going. We got it. Password accepted. (laughs) What? So great. Tape your right thumb, your helmet. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, green button, green button, go, go, go. I always don't like a, set it down, it will roll off. Yeah. I'm really good. And when he goes and set it down, he's like, ah, what I say, don't what I, set yeah. it down. <laughs> I also love a character the, that's like over it and just wants you to like fucking keep going. I love that. Yeah. I also love the visual effect, the spaghettification, which is a real <laughs> thing, which is really weird. <laughs> of uh Victor Timely and then later everyone the new dusting or whatever I just like that the that effect was so jar at the end of episode four I think is when he first like steps out there and is immediately oh, yeah. like, dropped I was like, like that was <laughs> yeah I didn't expect that <laughs> wild but yeah. that's apparently what really happens if you uh go into a black hole or like, what they theorize would happen really yeah no that's real yeah <laughs> Google spaghettification wow. Hmm. And I did think it looked really cool. Like when when we first get Sylvie in the like um the music shop and she's like mm-hmm. listening with her headphones and the guy's like yeah. running and it's all coming towards them. I thought that mm-hmm. looked real fucking cool. Yeah. It it almost the visually almost felt like a callback to WandaVision when she spaghettifies Mr. Fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> because she and and so it's like, I don't know, maybe oh. maybe she was playing a bit with like pushing him through time <laughs> as opposed to like just ripping him to pieces. <laughs> rip John Krasinski apart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, is there anything else before we do our little like end of episode roundups? Um. Okay. I did. I did have one very specific scene I wanted to bring up. Okay. The pie scene. Did it bother anybody else as much as it bothered me? How focused they became on pie because it was like. Was there a very- reason behind that? That, that nothing okay nothing it was it was, it was just like, like five road. minutes of them road. biting spoons it drove me insane love i, don't know. <laughs> I can't I, remember it's been so long until God. you mentioned that i forgot that was like a, they've like focused on that a lot then it, it was so heavy-handed like oh, we're gonna go get pie oh. and then he's like oh key lime and the room is only full of key lime pie that too That's, and i was like it's something was, about the green this feels like a director inside joke that like someone maybe did because like the whole scene didn't need to happen, but it was just this weird, meaningless conversation <clears> that lasted forever. And I swear to God, every time they put the spoon in their mouth, they bit it. And I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> but I did like, I did like when they brought it up later when Sobe's like, you want to go eat pie right now? She's like, the world is ending. Lives are ending and you want to eat pie. That was, that was the only other thing I wanted to bring up. I was like, it's just a weird scene for me. I When we first because it's the same room that they get lost and they stumble upon in like episode one or two, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I did think that was weird. I thought that was going to be like a secret room of like something, but. Oh, was that room in season one? I don't remember. No, no. I, episode one or two. Like episode get, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. um, I was like, oh, that's weird. Because that, I guess I thought of Mobius in season one as like, he kind of knows everything about the TVA. He's like the nerd that knows it all. And for him to be like, I don't know where we are. I was like, wait a minute. This guy who like loves the TVA doesn't know this room, right. but I guess it's like it's so big that like I would I liked that in episode one when he jumps I was like ooh we're gonna see what this like town looks like because like what the fuck is like there's buildings there's cars flying I wanted oh, to yeah. see like out there because um, mm-hmm. like, like is, I, is the rest of the TVA just at their weird 
home yeah which i think exist but maybe don't like i because i just watched the fifth element the other day it was on tv and i kept thinking of the fifth element with the flying cars and like the city yeah. that like everything's super close um that's kind of what it looked like like in season one i'm trying to remember were we shown like mobius or like rinse they're like having like a home inside the tva we saw like a bunk or something didn't we, we? saw uh Rinslayer's office which was very big so it looked like a living room right it had like oh, a yeah, sunken yeah, yeah. conversation area yeah. and like bar and I remember I that. I just really ever... thought we saw like Mobius go back to like his home for the evening. I I, I don't remember though, but I it, it definitely like introducing that whole city. It was like, what is that? Right. Is, I'm that, like... is that part of the TVA? Is this? I also <laughs> forgot to mention like, so like also the beginning of the season when, cause like season one ends and Loki like goes back. No one knows who he is. He looks out, he sees the Kang statue. And I think that for three years, at least I thought, Oh, he's in a different timeline. He has yeah, changed yeah. everything. But mm -hmm. then to find out like season one, no, he's gone back in time so far. Like this is before they like this is before they instituted the uh, God, the lizard people. What the fuck are their names? I don't know. And so that's so then him going to the conference room and busting up the mural and seeing underneath it is Kang stuff. I was like. Oh, that's a hundred percent not what they meant at the end of season one. But I do mm -hmm. like. I mean, this is a way better um, reimagining of a plot than what J.J. Abrams did to Ryan Johnson <laughs> for for the third uh, sequel movie, where it's like you didn't pay attention to anything. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's like no, Me this actually is a cool addition and yes. re reworking of what they intended. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah, because no, I, I was like I do not want to have to have a whole season of Loki and Mobius having to like reconnect like yes. that's boring so I'm glad that they were quickly like nope and I did think <laughs> it was cool the way he figured it out with the crack when he was like wait yeah. a minute has that always been there like mm -hmm. I, I thought that was like a clever way to like for us to like kind of figure it out although I did not figure it out um, <laughs> but okay Favorite, what was like your favorite part or a favorite scene, like a favorite anything of this, of season two? Uh, Jojo, I'll start with you. Oh gosh, can I go last or something? Because I have to really think about it. Sure, like, Taylor, I'll start with you. <laughs> uh, I, my favorite thing is definitely just like the growth of Loki and seeing him become just like, not just a hero at the end of a movie like we see with all of the MCU movies, but like the hero saved all of time. He got his moment where he was a selfless being for the first time, like for all of the universe, not just for his brother, not just for his family, not just for Sylvie, for all time. Um, and I, I really feel like I used to hate Loki entirely, wanted nothing to do with him. And the show made me love him as a character. Do you? So him becoming the like, tree. Awesome. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Jojo. I was going to say, I was just going to uh, piggyback off you what you were saying. Do you feel like this was a good ending for him? Are you satisfied with this? If this is Loki's ending? I would love to like never see Loki again because this is where he needs just like Tony Stark. I hope they don't bring him back in any right. form or fashion. This this is his Tony Stark moment. And honestly, if you think about it, he became the tree from North mythology. Yeah. So he is the tree that they worship and they draw in pictures and all the things. It's always been Loki. So he's mm -hmm. be he's grown beyond that because he's now outside of time and at the beginning and the end. And so he is the tree. He is what they worship because he's time. That's so mischievous, honestly. I know. <laughs> like, that's, really that's so Loki. Yeah, that's so <laughs> him. On brand. Brett, what was your favorite thing from the season? 
I really liked Loki's tuxedo when they went to the 1970s. I really liked that of the entire 70s sequence. That was very good. Uh, and also, I, we didn't really talk about the squishing box. That torture <laughs> device was... I was it's it's so like I like it when you know you could you could watch something and be like I haven't I don't think I've seen that before I haven't heard those noises that's really disturbing and I I really appreciate I really like that the idea of B like when B15 walks in and they don't show the room but you know yeah. what she sees on the floor good act like, so good woo, woo. like <laughs> if they showed it it would be a horror movie right yeah. Like, oh yeah oh yeah um yeah no oh. I I like that too because I was surprised at how brutal it was without showing was any, yeah, for like a Disney show. Yeah. Like that they put that in there because yeah. it was like squishy, just <laughs> like squish like these ten people to death. Like that's pretty fucking miserable. Um, JoJo, do you have a? Did you come I have up a with a couple one? things? I'll say okay. so. Um, character wise, I'm gonna say Obi. Obviously, in Miss Minutes, I think Miss Minutes was very sassy. And anytime that she was on the screen, uh, my eyes were glued to it. She was she was incredible. And I don't even remember the year that they were in, but when they went back, when they first discovered Victor, what, was it 18? Was there a specific number? Yeah, it was, like, oh, it was like 1860, 70, something like, yeah, it was like late was it 1800s. But I guess yeah. that that set piece, because when you started talking about everything being visually pleasing, I think that set piece was really pretty. Um, so during that time was nice and then the only scenes that real not the only scenes but one scene that stood out for me I guess that was nice was the part when Victor decided to go in and try to fix the loom and then he spaghettified that whole sequence and then trying to repeat everything that was um that was fun yeah I I was gonna say that was my favorite was him repeating everything Mm -hmm. um I love that because I feel like that could be a very that's like very hit or miss in a lot of things right where like sometimes it gets boring where it's like all right we're, we're doing the same shit but I, I very much dreaded when they started that sequence i was like here we fucking go like we're gonna montage him getting this wrong a thousand times and then it, they did it so well yeah it was nice because those things usually drag on but yes. like having mm-hmm. the main person be like i'm trying to fucking do something yeah <laughs> really really changed it and also the fact that they moved it like from place to place so that right. it also they kept going back a little bit more just for yeah. extra time but it, yeah <clears throat> yeah um so i love that but also i my favorite again even though i barely knew what was going on was the music and the build-up and the visuals of him just grabbing those branches and like mm-hmm. him turning into like loki loki with the horns and the cool oh, like, that was, new yeah. costume i just oh, it was so cool and it, it looked fucking cool. awesome and like you know we we ragged on quantum mania a lot that movie did not look good this looked no. great no, yeah. like this didn't look like people just standing in front of a green screen this like mm-hmm. looked fucking cool and quantum mania was a fever dream just, i can't God. watch it again it's too much <laughs> what grade would we give this season uh brett i'll start with you uh i would uh probably b plus okay all right uh taylor i'd give it a nice b plus okay Jojo, Dang it. B plus. I was yeah, B plus. That's not. <laughs> I, I am surprised. I think I go with a flat B. I thought like I was gonna really? be the best grade, but I think I go a flat because I gave Marvels a flat B. I think I give. Okay. Oh yeah, no. This have this definitely had quality in 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 every department. So B plus for me. All right, that's fair. Um, the visuals definitely. Yeah. I want to live in the TVA. I know yes. it's dystopian, but God, I love all the Brad, Brad, I feel like those visuals are made for you, though. <laughs> uh, I was just like, uh, they're like Mad Men plus Marvel plus. 
it's like kind of retro but updated retro like (laughs) see for me it would be it would be much lower if it wasn't just this pivotal ending for like this magnanimous great finale for loki and that just really just like no, I, I will remember that final scene of him yeah. fusing everything together. That, that'll that be a standout from this phase forever. No, I agree. I, I really think loving that ending is what made the season work so well for me. Um, yeah, because I, I, again, Brett, I do think what you said is very true. It's very apparent that like it was different showrunners and different writers, like not doing what was planned. I'm still okay with it, but it was like a little bit of like a ring um, with like what we had set up. <laughs> which is okay. That's okay. Um, I still liked it, but um, yeah. Thank you all for joining me. Thank you all for listening and watching. If you like Slayer Fest 98, you can find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can subscribe to us on Patreon where you're going through Buffy season three for all the episodes, 25th anniversary. We started Batman the Animated Series and soon we'll be starting X-Men the Animated Series. You can have uh, join our watch-alongs, our Discord, our private Facebook group, and more. Any and all support is much appreciated. If you like us, you can find us on social media at SlayerFestX98 on all platforms. I am Ian X Carlos on all social media platforms. Brett, where can everyone find you? Everyone can find me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Brett White. Or you can also follow my drag exploits as Barb Hardly, uh, especially on YouTube, where I just did a 15 minute long explainer about how uh, Ms. Marvel almost changed the course of the X-Men comics in the 1970s. I love that you did it in drag. <laughs> yeah, that's so. Yeah, that that's my I'll be my thing now. Uh, yeah. Taylor, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Tay Rob. 57 and then i've got my link tree because none of my usernames are the same because i'm terrible (laughs) (laughs) jojo where can everyone find you uh instagram twitter youtube it's i am jojo cortez with an s at the end not a z all right well thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time bye